Welcome to Planet Surf. Get ready to take off to some of the world's most unique and amazing places to surf. Whether you're a lifelong surfer or just getting started, we will help you decide where and when to go for the ultimate surfing experience. We may not make you a better surfer, but we will try to make sure you have more fun. Now, your hosts, coming to you from two of the most obvious surf locations, Oslo, Norway, and New Orleans, Louisiana, Lars Deli and Kyle Ward. Let the journey begin. Welcome to Planet Surf. Hey, Lars, how are you doing? What's up, Kyle? Oh, I'm doing good. Better get here. Just came yeah. back from the. I just came back from the rock climbing gym just now. Had a shower. So I, my, the gym I have, I, I've told you that they have these huge rock climbing walls, but I've never seen anybody on there. It's so weird. I mean, there's like a, a half dozen of them. I bet they go up thirty meters, but no one's ever on them. It's really weird. I don't know. It's I don't know why it's so unpopular. It looks really cool. I should try it though. Oh, it's super popular in Norway. Yeah. I mean, for winter, it'd be great, right? I guess now it's already spring here. It's 75 degrees, so it's like, yeah, everybody's getting outside. So anyway, but yeah, I need to try it. It looks cool. And how was your uh, Valentine's? <laughs> Valentine's was lovely. Uh, I think my oldest daughter, 13, she now, I think she went to a track meet. Uh, the, my other daughter had some friends, so we wound up not doing much at all. How was your Valentine's? I actually went... I'm a subscriber of going all in, so I went to, uh, I went and had oysters and champagne with my girlfriend. Nice. There you go. See? Maybe I went out this weekend, though. That was nice. So it was, uh, we, we kind of made up for it. It was just midweek. It was kind of tough to do. But how was oysters and champagne? That was actually perfect. You know, I'm a big proponent of uh, divorce as being the ultimate life form. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you mention that. I can't see, seem to agree with that yet, but uh, I'm sure it has its pluses on certain days, certain times. It comes with a little bit of, um, it has some uh, minuses as well. But, uh, but uh, you know, uh, I have a new joke for you. Really? Okay, I love your jokes. What's happening? It's about building contractors. Oh, we're looking at houses right now. But uh, it's... Uh, But it's... But it's, uh, but it's, uh, the joke is not finished yet. Okay, all right. <laughs> there you go. Well, have you ever built a house from scratch? Like, just from the start? No, I'm super unhandy. I can't do anything. It's it's painful. I've never, like, found a builder, but we, we got our, one of our houses uh, a few years back in Houston. We got right when they were starting to build it and we kind of got to pick everything and do everything and kind of model it the way we want to see fit and it's just i'd just rather go in and it'd be done like and because and you'd see what you get because it's just too much they're asking too many questions it's just it's it's tough sometimes so anyway just my preference some people i know love to go in and do the whole project themselves they really enjoy it but not me i not me not me but are you on your way to Costa Rica, man? Or so are we are going mid-March. Uh, the family and I, we get spring break here. Do y'all get a spring break? What do y'all do with, with the kids in school? Do they call it spring break? What a winter break? We have spring break, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When is that? Yeah. We just had it this week. Oh, really? Did you go have some more fun? Yeah, and then we have Easter coming up. Yeah, I just went skiing, climbing, and yeah. Yeah. Do you ski in Norway? 
or where do you go? Uh, skiing, snowboarding, and cross-country skiing is really big in the north. Yeah, I know cross-country is. I, I don't see how y'all do that. Did, I mean, did, it's a great did, workout, right? Did you ever try it? So in Canada, I don't know if you call it that. It wasn't like official or like a track, but I mean, just to get from this house a friend of mine has to the ski slopes, you kind of have to go through these trails that would be considered cross country. <laughs> it's just it's just a leg burn that you don't need before you get on the slopes. To me, <laughs> it's like you burn all your energy just getting there. Let's let's get in the car and drive the ten minutes. It makes it easier for me. <laughs> Style. I mean, that's a get the car. great for surfing, right? So, I mean, you, you get that leg burn, that quad burn, build it up. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I have a story to kick off the topic of this episode. What you got? I was going with my family on, you know, in order we got paternal leave three months when I have a kid. I know, you get a lot of that. Three months paid. Both of it, yeah, yeah. Paternal leave. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so with my f- firstborn, my daughter, we went to Bali for three months. And then when my... When she was, just when she was born? In Costa Rica, uh, she was uh, seven months. We okay. went to Bali. You, oh, you can, take, you can take it any time. It doesn't matter when you take it? Uh, within the first two years. Yeah, first two years. Oh, okay. All right, so you can plan this. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second, when my son was born, we were considering Costa Rica or uh, South Africa. And we were like, it's really scenic, it's beautiful. It's relatively cheap considering compared to Norway. It's got great surf, great food. We were like 50-50. Are we going to Costa Rica, South Africa? And then we were watching the surf contest live. I think it was 2015 from Jeffreys Bay. Did you see this clip? With Mick Fanning, yeah, no, he gets attacked by a great. He gets attacked by a great white. During the competition, you know, it's insane. During the competition, and my wife was like, "That's it, we're going to Costa Rica." <laughs> J Bay was it? It was in J Bay, or was it not J Bay? Fanning, it was in uh, J Bay. Yeah, yeah, That's insane. Like he got. Did that? Did that scare people off from for surfing for a while? Did you see any statistics when that happened? I mean, that had to like make the, I guess social media yeah. wasn't quite as big. That was almost ten years ago. But good lord, now that would have been on every TikTok, every Instagram for a month straight. You see that? Um, I think I may I might have told you this, but. I did some uh, research into the statistics on shark phobia in the States, which was very constant. It was 0.1% shark phobia in the US. Until 1975, then it spiked to 10%. I know. I guess you know the answer. No, it's crazy. It's Mr. Spielberg. He's scared. His realistic movie-making skills back in even the 70s. So this happens, for example, if you remember the terrorist bombings in Bali, there was mm-hmm. people stopped going to Bali. Like after 9-11, people stopped flying, but then they start flying and then they forget about it. But I think it's that Mick Fanning video still lingering in surfers' minds. So, so I think there's less people going to J-Bay now because of that. That was in 2015? Mm, I think so. That's insane. But you've been going back a lot. It doesn't scare you. Why does it not scare you? I, I, I think that I don't think I've ever surfed in a place where there's been a recent shark sighting or attack. I don't think 
but anyway, you go to JB all the time. How, how does it, how do you, it not affect you? Yeah, I've been there seven times and there's been a shark sighting every time I was there. Every time. Actually, I was there, I was surfing every time. <laughs> and I was surfing Seal Point, which is even sharkier than uh, Super, than Jeffrey's Bay. It's like an hour south of JB. And there's been, there had been a shark attack a month before, prior to us coming there. And I was sitting out at the point with two, two of my friends and they both had like shark repellent electrical device around their ankles. You know this device? They had those, yes. I sent you something like that. I, I was wondering if those Yeah, they, had, they said, they said hey, it wouldn't. No, nobody has ever been attacked wearing one of those devices. And I, was, I wasn't wearing one. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not sitting out there without the device and they have it. I, I feel like a prey. Like, yes. So I paddle. There's because there's an inside break there as well. And there were some locals sitting there, so I paddled by into the, They were really friendly. And I asked them, do you know about the shark attack that was here a month ago? And they, this guy points to his friend and said, yeah, it was him. This long-haired guy, he was like 19. I was like, and the bay is pretty big there. And I asked him, oh, where, in the bay, where, where did they get attacked? And he was pointed, he was sitting on the surfer, he pointed straight down, oh, right here. I was sitting right here. <laughs> Absolutely insane. He had like 40 stitch, 40 stitches in his thigh. And he was still serving? Great white. The stitches yes. were still there? That's insanity. I, the, the mentality of that to me is mind-blowing. I, I don't. I haven't been that close to it, so I don't know how I would react. But I, I don't think I'd react that well to be back in the water that quick, for sure. He did have the band on, though. He decided to wear that. I don't, I don't know. He, no, you don't know he, if he did. He had a wetsuit, so I didn't see his stitches. But the thing about shark... Uh, did I tell you I was involved in a plane accident? Accident in Indonesia. Sort of, but tell me that. I think that was an amazing story. I, tell me again. You know, in when you land in the bazaar in Bali at the airport, it's right over airport, the water. Yeah, the, where, the, the, it's right over, like in Lisbon, like San Francisco. The war, air air lane is protruding into the water. So the and this is there's this really great reef break right beside, next to the air. Air, air, what do you call it? Where, where the where the planes land? So we take a boat yeah, out, runway, yeah, fishing boat, yep, runway, runway, and we're surfing there, just me and a friend. And then all of a sudden, this big passenger jet uh, crashes on the reef and breaks in two. It's like lost. You're and lost. we, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and then there's no coast, there's no coastal guard in in Bali, so we went out there with the fishing boat. There was a guy sitting on the wing. The wing had broken into. He was just sitting there. So we, we took him in. We, we brought him in to land. And people, and I, I could actually see into the plane where it had broken into. All the, like, uh, you know, oxygen masks hanging from the ceiling, which you only see in, like, the demonstration planes. And I was supposed to fly back to Norway a couple of weeks later. And I was a bit curious. Maybe I will be afraid of flying because of I've just been... In his accident, uh, and it was it was all over CNN and everything. And actually, the girl I was surfing with, she's a professional snowboarder. She was in the Olympics, so she was interviewed in the mass media. And <laughs> yeah. It was just me and her out there surfing. And I got on the plane, I was going back to Norway, and I was not nervous at all. So I, I'm a little bit stupid. That helps. Well, in life. Okay, but let's back up. This story is so amazing. So everybody survived that. Actually, somebody got really hurt, but the the device that that 
that is still the plane with was broken so he knew he couldn't he, can uh, he didn't have enough precision to take it down on the runway so he just purposely crashed it in the water but it broke in two on impact it's but i mean the majority of people it was okay that's wow. insane I mean, so how yeah just to see that i mean what what was the effect of the water i mean when it when it, when it hit and, and you did it wash you ashore it was a gigantic wave from the plane crash, oh, and yeah. what I remember Nally. mostly is uh, the people in the water with their—they uh, already had life with some, but the smell of gasoline was and never, you know, when you're at the gas station, you, right? There's a there's a small scent of gasoline. There was just gasoline hanging in the air. It was I never? It smelled like a thousand times stronger than when you're in the gas station. Yeah, no, jet fuel. Because I guess Crazy. the gas tank had, the, the jet fuel tank had uh, broken or something. That's so when we were coming back from Tel Aviv last Christmas, there was something wrong with the plane. Uh, something hit the window. They never really explained it, but they had to empty the, they had a full, full tank of gas because they were going from Tel Aviv to New York. And they had to immediately, you know, make an emergency landing, but the, in order to make the emergency landing, they had to dump all the fuel in the Mediterranean, which I don't know how they get away with that, but they had to dump it all before they could come back for landing because the, the weight was all wrongly distributed. So anyway, yeah, that's kind of crazy too. Like what, what the jet fuel like lands in the, in the oceans? And I don't know, that's another story, another time. But uh, yeah, we had something similar to that. Nothing like crashing and, and thank goodness, but seeing a crash, I think that would affect me as well. Brave man between sharks and clay. Didn't affect me, but uh, but I, I'm I'm a little bit stupid, but not like overly. Let's for example, a surf break Port St John's in uh, South Africa. They have bull sharks. It's a river mouth. They have shark attacks every year. People get killed all the time. I would never go there. I would never go to La Reunion in a French colony island where they're prohibited surfing because La of all the shark attacks. I would never go there. In uh, in JB, there has never been a fatal uh, attack on a surfer. Never a fatal. Never. Oh wow. Never a fatal. So there was a, there was a map that I found, an interactive map. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That on Florida's uh, museum, a history museum. Let me pull it up. That has all the interactive. Yeah, yeah, it, it's all about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I didn't realize. So in Florida as well, Florida has a million attacks, or it seems like more per capita than anywhere else. And but none of them have been fatal, which is nice. Yeah, I guess that's one good way to look at it. The fatal attacks are in California, uh, South Africa, Australia, where they have great whites, bull sharks, tiger sharks. I think in Florida they have this black tipped. What's the name of the shark there? It's kind of small. Yeah, I think it's a black tip. I think that's it. Is it? Did you ever encounter those when you were diving? So when I, that's the only experiences I've had. I've had a couple experiences with diving. In, in Israel, it was this crazy thing a buddy of mine talked me into doing. Uh, it was like a diving with a shark thing. And I didn't know what it was. But like somewhere on the central coast of Israel, there's they have a, they import, the country used to use mostly coal to fuel their, their, their infrastructure. Uh, so they'd import coal uh, from the shore. And they would run into these combines, and these combines required, like, they'd take the water from the Mediterranean and suck it through the combines to cool the combines off, and then it would spit it out the other side. It was a clean process, supposedly. I mean, but anyway, on the other side, during the winter, winter, uh, these sharks would migrate 
Um, they would come, they would migrate, and then they would. Oh, oh they're they're the blue fin charcoal. Yeah, the blue fins. Yes, Nothing yes, blue fin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they would come migrate, and so you would <laughs> get out of the boat, and you would dive in this water, and it wasn't more than probably two meters, six feet deep, and but the, all the, the the jet stream and the bubbles coming from the uh, the turbines. You could hardly see anything. So they'd give you these two like metal stakes and you would uh, like plant them in the ground and like be like, or you get, you know, ripped away and pulled away by the current. And you're literally standing there with, with two stakes in the ground or, or, or diving there. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere with, with the, the, the bubbles and everything, these, these giant uh, blue, blue tip like sharks would come by you. I mean, these six to eight foot sharks and like, <laughs> well, that's not what I was expecting. I was expecting like this uh, nice little floating down by some kind of structure where they kind of swim around you and you're you're kind of isolated. This one was kind of scary. I mean, they were coming like two feet in front of you and you couldn't see them coming until they were right in front of you, which was kind of freaky. So oh, after oh. about 15 minutes of that, holding on for dear life with the, 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 the jet stream just like ripping your, your gear off almost, uh, you finally come up to get some like realization of where you are and what you're doing. And to me, that was, uh, it was kind of oversold. It was, um, it, it wasn't the greatest experience I was expecting. There was uh, another experience quick, 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 quick in, in Belize where they have the blue hole. And I think they have a few blue holes around the world. They have one in Egypt as well, but you go down about a hundred feet or 30 meters or so. And it opens up in these stalactite like kind of caverns and and you kind of are swimming around in kind of a circle and it's really really dark really really cold you're not down there the surface bottom time is very very short but it's very dark you can't see things some people bring flashlights um but then formally this is probably 10 15 years ago you could the 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 dive master would go out in the middle where there was some light coming from the the surface and he would throw out a big old bag of chum. And then all of a sudden you could just feel kind of currents below you and above you. And all of a sudden these sharks would come out of nowhere and like, just like attack that chum that was in the middle of the, the blue hole. And it was just one of the most amazing things that you've ever seen. But then you start thinking, okay, these guys were just swimming right below you and above you, which was totally insane. Uh, that was a crazy. And what, what type of sharks was it? So this is Caribbean reef sharks. I mean, that, what type of sharks was it in Belize? Yeah, the Caribbean reef sharks. Did you ever see a great white while it was? No, so I, I've never seen a great oh. white. No, I've never seen one. Have you? Have like actually seen it? Yeah, I saw one. Uh, I was surfing this break in South Africa, out in Jeffrey's Bay, Magnitudes, and there was a great white breaching, just jumping up. It jumped straight up and just landed on the tail again. And we were like, okay, how far away was that? Uh, and we're like, I don't know, 80 meters, maybe like 300 feet. Yeah, something you get. And we were like, it's just me and a friend out surfing at sunset. And we were like, how much time do you think it will it take for it to travel to where we are? I don't know, 10 seconds. Maybe we were like, okay, pyong, <laughs> went straight up on the reef. Yeah, I think that's when you. And then we came out, uh, uh, and people uh, were walking, there was sunset, people were walking on the beach, and we were like in panic, and we were like walking up to people, shark, there was a shark, we just saw a shark out there. And they're like, yeah, what's what's new? Yeah, There's, every time you go out there, they were totally unfazed by it. 
So are you going to try this band thing that I sent you? Like FCS picked it up. Like it's uh they license it. It's a um, we can tell everybody what it, it's so it's, it's like it's magnet. FCS, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And supposedly better than the one with with ba- with battery. I don't know. I don't, so you never have to charge it. That's the good thing about it. But but it supposedly affects a shark's electroreceptors, which I'd have to, to we'd have to get someone to explain how that really works. But so it, it evidently throws them off. So when they it, they sense it, it's almost like a little force field that like keeps them away. I, I if you read the reviews on Amazon, Shark Bands, I, it, it, I mean, they say it works. I mean, no one's obviously been bitten, or maybe they have, and they just didn't write a review. But I would think if I got bitten wearing one yeah, of those, they are dead. <laughs> well, they could be dead. But there's that. But does the does doesn't doesn't the thing with battery seem like stronger, more forceful? Maybe it spits out a little more, sending out more steel, more like electrical signals. But that's. A, but those bracelets are pretty heavy, and you feel like, okay. like bzz, 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 around the feet because it f- sounds a little bit distracting. You need to try it for a hundred bucks, and you don't get your leg bitten off. I think it would be worth it. Just try it. Yeah, I'm going out to JB in the May, so I'll, yeah, when well, you got people are painted boards, you know, they p- paint their boards black and white to resemble orcas, and they say orca is the only predator which is like an apex predator to the great whites. So great whites will be scared of orcas if if they look if they come at you from underneath and they see the orca you have like painting resembling an orca underneath your board they will uh, turn away and they say nobody has ever been attacked by people with black and white board underneath and you see this in JB all the time people have painted their boards why wouldn't you do that a big black what a big black white stripe a big black stripe down the middle of a white board just a couple of stripes yeah Looks pretty cool too, though. Yeah, I like them. I never, I, d- I didn't do it, but uh, so no bands, no stripes. I, so maybe this time I will uh, try. Come to, on, let's do I it. Know. I don't want to jinx it. Dude. No, I know you've never been bitten. I mean, now, why would you? How many times you've been there? Eight, you said. Seven times. Seven times. And the first time I was there was a gigantic, really big swell, and there was like, unusually, great number of surfers. There's like seventy, eighty people in the water. And then somebody saw a shark swimming underneath the lineup and everybody went in except one guy. And uh, I was taking photos and he was surfing perfect JB alone for a couple hours. Really? And then I met him in the rest. Because uh, this in JB is a very small town. Yeah. There's only really like one uh, r- restaurant there. And, um, it's it? And I met him in the restaurant and I was, what's that? It's only one restaurant. It's that small. I didn't realize that. It's pretty small. And then I met him and I said, I, like, I got some great pictures of you surfing. And he's like, yeah, he sent me. And I was like, weren't you afraid there was a shark out there? Uh, oh, no, it's okay. I have this. It was an older Brazilian guy. Uh, I have this. And he showed me this just normal bracelet. There's no electrical stuff. This looked like a voodoo bracelet. And I was like, and I said, what kind of bracelet is it? Oh, it's magical. It's magical. <laughs> I got it from this Indian in the, in the Amazon. It's a repellent of all the dangerous things. All dangerous. I mean, really? Yeah. I didn't get. I did. I. I did. I didn't get. Uh, I did not get attacked today. I'm fine. <laughs> hey, if you believe it, 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 half of it's believing, right? Probably more than half. Whatever. Did, Sounds like something Gwyneth Paltrow would do. Exactly. She's she's gone. 
pretty bonkers, right? Yeah, she's gone. It's Chris Martin started surfing and she went the other way. <laughs> they got divorced too? Yeah, they got divorced, I think. I, they, I don't know. I don't keep up with it very much, but and, I'm... He looks like he should be. He looks like he's got a bunch of energy. But, uh, anyway, yeah. And I have some friends who surf with him in Montauk in Long Island. They say he's a, he's a pretty uh, proficient surfer. That's somewhere I need to go. Like the water seems super cold, but I mean the waves are like really. I mean it's right now when they're like the best. But good lord, I mean it's like surfing in Norway. Not as cold, but it's cold. In Long, Long Island. Yeah. Let's call her. On the field trip, I have some friends who live there. New Jersey, too. It's right there. I mean... Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there, in San Diego, there was a woman... Uh, she had actually had a dog named Shark. Did you hear about this? That didn't turn out too well. Yeah. She was on the beach. Shark! Shark! <laughs> I wouldn't appreciate that. Because you're going to listen to that. You're going to assume something is, is bad's happening. You can come to North... We don't have sharks in Norway, though. None. Yeah, a whale. Really fine. There was actually a guy. Is there a migration? Yeah. Southern Ainsley. Southern, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but he 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 was attacked. Shannon Ainsley. Uh, he was attacked by two great whites in uh, this is north of Jabin, East London, Nahoon Reef, and it was actually filmed. Somebody was filming him, so it, they made a documentary on National Geographic. You can find it on Google. And you could see the attack. He's getting attacked by two great whites. And he got pretty injured. Two great whites. Yeah, no. And then they moved to Norway. Mm -hmm. And he worked at a surf school in Unsta, beyond the Arctic Circle. And he got interviewed by some surf magazine. And they were like, oh, it's like, uh, what's the transition like living in Norway? And oh, it's beautiful. And the waves are great. They got great waves there. And he said, but they're not as good as in South Africa, the waves. But at least there's no sharks. And the week after, he was attacked by a killer whale. That's killer whale. Actually, during a competition. So this that competition? was also filmed. It was during the national championships. Yeah, yeah. I'm laughing because he didn't get injured. He didn't get bitten. But uh, the week after, he pronounced that he was, it was good to be in Norway because he felt safe in the water. He was attacked. And he's the only guy who ever got attacked by Orca in Norway. Ever. After getting attacked by Great White, see he he's got to be that guy with the band or whatever or something. The shark's got to be attracted to something. Maybe it was, if it was a woman ovulating or something, it would make sense. But then no, that was a man. So I yeah, it's weird. It can make any sense. No, there's those people that have been struck by lightning like two or three times. I guess it's it could be that coincidental, right? Yeah, because his chance of getting struck by lightning is one to three million. Yeah, and getting I think by stroke by lightning. Yeah, and I think getting bit bitten by shark is still like almost the same chances. Yeah, whereas in the airplane, the rest is one to eleven. Yeah, sharky waters, like with your legs hanging out, and you're a surfer. I mean, so if they're including all people, yeah, one in four million. But I wonder what it is for those surfers that are like yeah. in the water. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not in the millions. Yeah. If you go surfing in. Uh, Northern, Northern California, it's not millions. Right, right. One in a hundred, maybe. Actually, I think the worst zone of shark attacks is what they call the Red Triangle in like a little bit south and a little bit north just... of San Francisco. Yeah. They have loads of... Actually, I, I learned to surf there in Bolinas, a small beach north of uh, San Francisco. Yeah. And this was kind of prior to forecasting and internet. 
So I was surfing in there, right at the long borders of top. I had the time of my life. Amazing, beautiful little village on the north California coast. Little did I know, and I found out later when I moved back to Norway, Bolinas Beach, where I learned surfing, is has the highest incidence of great white attacks in the world. So what are, what are the chances of you joining me to J-Bay next time? Uh, not in May. We're, we just got back like 20 minutes ago looking at a house, so we we're trying to figure all that out and stuff. But, but I mean, soon. I'm hopefully next trip, whenever that is. I go to the 18th of May every year. Yeah. And you're going to Morocco, too. 18th of March, May, right? I'm on the plane. In two weeks, yeah. Two weeks. So that's the same as, as I'm going to Costa Rica. You'll be, we'll have to exchange photos. See what's better surfing. Yeah. I'm going there during Ramadan. You know, the locals don't serve. I, I think I said this earlier. I was, I was there last year during Ramadan, surfing at Kapoit without any locals. It's so way back, though. Anyway, we, we just did the Moroccan thing. But uh, I wonder if, the, I guess you, you can get all your staff and everything working there, huh, though? Right? That's not a problem. Like all the instructors and all the people at the hotel, I guess. You still gotta work. Working. Yeah. But they're, but, uh, but I felt bad because we were out uh, on the surf. I think, I think we went to Desert Point or we had one of those really long days where we were stopping at multiple breaks, surfing all day. And I was sitting there eating my big tuna sandwich with eggs. And uh, Lockman, the guide, and Mehdi and those guys, they couldn't eat. So they were just sitting there. Smoking cigarettes, and I felt really bad. It's I ha maybe I should not eat before I get back to the hotel. No, I feel bad for them. They're, they're obviously water. hungry because we've been we've been they can drink water. We've been, they're obviously hungry because we've been surfing four or five hours, but they can't eat. I mean, surfing makes you famished. I can't even imagine how that works. Like, and you have to go till sunset or, or dark to eat anything. I never eat as much as when I'm on surf trip. I eat all the time. I don't gain any weight either. Well, no, you're burning a bunch of calories. I, w I went surfing here. It was like an hour and a half riding. And I, I wish I had photos. I mean, our videos. It, I mean, really, really good swell came in oh, yeah. here. But I mean, it, really? I, I, my Apple Watch, you look at it. I mean, you an hour and a half, almost two hours I was out there. And you burn over a thousand calories. I mean, that's that's a really good workout. Really? Yeah. And how long is this period of the swell to get there? So it. The timing, there were about 10 second swells. I mean, is that what you're talking about? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? really? They were really yeah, fun. Like some of the the funnest ways. So I've been out there four or five times, but yeah, Friday was one of the best days. And then supposedly Wednesday, it's going to be back like a five foot waves, like a meter and a half. It's really good. It was fun. I mean, they held up really well. I mean, you catch 15, 20 second rides, like in multiple sections, catch speed. It was like, I was like, what the hell is this? This is Texas surfing, man. This is good. <laughs> Okay, you have to send me some pictures. Send me pictures. And are you are you planning on going uh, tanker surfing? Yeah. Because so as soon as the weather, like the winter's over, they'll start doing that. So I'm going to do that sometime, probably hopefully this summer, because I think the swells go down in the summer. Like there's not anything to, because it's all storm based here. So yeah, in the summer. Uh, oh yeah, I'll yeah. do that, and we'll we'll talk about that. That should be awesome. Uh, I think that is supposed to be a lot of fun. I've talked to a couple people that've done it. And what's the what's the closest like really high quality surf break to you? Is it like in the Caribbean or where? So where, I mean, I where think you go like Mexico or Mexico would be the quickest. I mean, I, our trip to Costa Rica is only three and a half hours, like direct flight into. Uh, really? Yeah, and then you got to catch a little thirty minute puddle jumper to uh, uh, Santa Teresa. 
So you go to San Jose, then Santa Teresa, but it's all in. It's like four and a half hours. That's not bad. And but I think the quickest flight from Houston is uh, I'm about to go is is um, El Salvador. You can fly directly. So San Salvador Airport is about thirty miles south of San Salvador, right on the beach. So you're actually closer to all the beach breaks when you fly into San Salvador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're right there. So I mean, I think I'm gonna go there and check it out. And then if I tell you it's awesome, you should. We should come with, I mean, because it's super easy. And I've heard great things about El Salvador. Well, El Salvador is really high on my list. I had to fly to London and then to Houston first off. No, it'd be tough for you. But anyway, if it's worth it, I'll let you know. That's my, that's next on my list. So it's two and a half hours and you're like with, you're on the, you're on the, on surf and within like 30 minutes from the airport. So it's exciting. Wow. Yeah. I haven't been yet. Yeah. And supposedly no sharks down there. I don't know. I mean, supposedly I was looking. The, I was looking actually. Now that we were doing this episode, um, I, there's really virtually none that, that show at least on that interactive map from the Florida Museum. Not in Costa Rica either. The water is too warm. Yeah, sharks they like like they like like fourteen, fifteen degrees. It's perfect. In Norway, it's too cold for them. Uh, Portugal. Is there any shark attacks in Portugal? No, it's too cold. No. I never heard. I think it's too cold. Not. I haven't heard about the shark attack in Morocco either. I think. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the map, there's okay. There's a few everywhere. There was one in Israel, but I mean, I don't know how major it was. I saw. I looked into the in South Africa. They have the statistics of people every shark incident ever. And it says, what surf spot was it? Was it body surfing, swimming, surfing? Like, for example, 2015, Jeff Fripp's space says, surfer Mick Fanning attacked during a contest. And was it fatal, non-fatal? And in 1975, I saw a peculiar case. It was, the, the situation was, a, a guy pretending to play out a, a scene in the movie Jaws. He was pretending he was being attacked by a shark. And then he was actually attacked, and then no he, he, he was killed. Really? <laughs> so oh, it was very tragic. Don't don't really that whole register of every 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 that, that was more bad karma. Every uh, uh, shark incident ever, and because I was looking at it, I was looking at is it a special time of day? Is it most shark attacks in the morning? I, people say you shouldn't surf super early in the morning, but I found out going through the statistics, most shark attacks. Are in the middle of the day. Really? It's actually safer in the morning. I was reading something about the visibility of the water, right? If it's murky, if it's, if it's, they can't really tell what's what, maybe that, I might have something to do with it too, right? It makes sense. Yeah. If clear water, they could actually kind of decipher what it is. Cause I don't think inherently they attack humans. No. They think it's seals. And I think why seals are like the number one food for great whites. Why do we make our wetsuit? To resemble steel. Right. What the hell? It's the same grayish. You look good with pink one there. Why don't we have like, why don't we have fluorescent green and yellow? I'm getting a yellow wetsuit. There are people in there. But in a well, yeah. yellow. You can get one. They're they're out there. I mean, yes, 90% of them are black. But in, yeah. in, Port <laughs> in, in Portugal too, people wear like matador. They're, they're like peacocks, yeah. yellow, green wetsuits. Yeah. It's like, yes, you're strutting your stuff and you better be good. How often do you get new wetsuits? In Mexico, there was a couple of shark attacks there, actually, in Guerrero. In Guerrero? New wetsuits? Yeah. 
How often do you replace your? Maybe every four or five years. Yeah. Maybe four every four or five years. Yeah. Uh it's the it's when I was a student, I used to buy like super cheap wetsuits. Yeah. The cheapest I could get, and they don't last that long. But yeah. now I just now I have a job and I can pay. I buy the really good only wetsuits and they last yeah a lot longer. They can last like I don't know. No, they're they're really long. I, I get a good one uh, from. Anyway, I just was wondering. I, it's starting to show a little bit of wear, but I mean, like, it's, I, I couldn't even tell. So it's, I think it's third year. But anyway, I was wondering how often you had to replace yours. How, how, like, what kind of, what, what kind of wetsuit do you have? Not, well, I got one of those Hurley advantages with the, uh, it's kind of got that chest, uh, insulator on it. Uh, it, it oh, yeah, I, I love this. Yeah. Chest opening. It's, it's really comfortable. Uh, anyway, it's just, um, I, I, it's probably fine. I just was wondering how often you replace yours. How how thick is your one that you use in Norway? I have a five five now. Five five. Actually, I think it's six, but uh, it's with the full hood and everything. Yeah. It's actually not that bad paddling in. Really? It's a new uh, O'Neill suit. Yeah, O'Neill. You know they have a patent of this. They have their own type of rubber, which they don't give out. Like it's like Coca Cola. They don't give out the recipe. And uh, you know, like the fabric, it's. No, Japanese knives, like, so they're supposed to be great, like, chef's knives. They don't, act yeah, 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 worth the steel. Like, they keep their own steel, like, blue steel, blue steel two, white steel. It's like all these different steels that they, they, it's a secret recipe, right? And they don't export it to anybody else. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, same thing, right? Sorry. Same thing with the O'Neill wetsuit. Yep, there you go. I recommend if the, the Hyper Freak, Hyper Freak O'Neill. Oh, it's is good. It for, what is it for three or three two? It would use. I think you can, and, and I use a three two, and I've I used it in Morocco. I've used it in Israel. I've used it here. Yeah. It's all I've needed so far. But I'm kind of warm blooded. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Hyper Freak's good. I mean, I usually bring two. Yeah. Wet, two. I bring two wetsuits now when I go uh, go traveling. Yeah, because they're still wet the next day. Sometimes it's hard to dry them. Yeah. yeah so when I was in Morocco. I always have a fresh, dry wetsuit. Yeah. yeah. It's much, much better getting a dry wetsuit than a wet one. <laughs> That's like the worst part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. surfing. Yeah. But, uh, so, okay, so you were you were telling a story, you, and I got you sidetracked. Oh, yeah, it was in Mexico. In Mexico, yeah. yeah there's been a couple of shark attacks there in, in Guerrero. Did you see that movie? The, what's the best movie ever? Do you know? Or, I mean, rated on IMDb. Uh, Sarsak Redemption, right? Say Watanao? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to see Watanao. I was in that area. That's the, where Morgan Freeman and... Um, um, Tim Robbins. What's his face? Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah. Tim Robbins. That's where I made up. And there's been a couple of shark attacks, and we were in Rio Nexpa, this legendary left-hand... Uh, point break the waves were pumping everybody was sitting this is a really small village at any time there's like 20 30 surfers there. muslim americans everybody's sitting on the beach having a coffee and everybody obviously wants to paddle out but nobody wants to go out first so everybody's like wow looks really good yeah are you are you gonna hit it or uh, are you uh, i don't know i might have uh, another cup of coffee yeah me too yeah yeah nobody wanted to be the first one out <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that, that that conflicts with the water temperature at the story, though. Because, I mean, say Watanao or Guerrero couldn't be, temperature's got to be warm, huh? 
yeah, there was a fluke. There was a storm, this uh, current from Alaska coming all the way from Alaska. They say, I don't know, it seems really far to me, but so that water was like four or five degrees colder uh, than it usually is. I've been to Mexico a bunch of times, but was, the water was kind of chilly. So that was the reason that, so that brought the sharks. So it would probably be rare there, but like when you go to JPEG, usually sharks are not a problem in Mexico. Yeah, when you go to these places that have multiple attacks, like J-Bay or Port St. Port John's, that's also... It seemed like they'd have some kind of drone system, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that could just daily check out. But I guess they're yeah. always out there. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to see that. Maybe you, it would scare everybody off. I don't know how that would work. It's, they have drones uh, during the contest. Or do they? They have drones during the contest in uh, J-Bay. And every time... Every time there's been a contest, people have to leave the water because they see there's a great white coming up the line. It's people have to leave the water, and then they wait 30 minutes, and they go back out again. And ask the people there, why don't you have drones all the time? You can keep checking the sharks. And they're like, Lars, then nobody would be surfing. There's sharks there every day. There's, there's sharks every day. I'm like, oh, yeah, never mind the drones. That wouldn't be actually any. Like living my life, I don't think surfing is the most dangerous. I go... Bicycling in Norway, it's winter. I go snowboarding. I go rock climbing, driving in traffic. I don't. I don't feel like it's that dangerous surfing in South Africa. No, there's odds of getting. Uh, like I said, there's been one or hurt doing anything, right? I mean, you named three things that you could all get injured or hurt or die from. So I mean, yeah, it's just another thing. It's just really the mentality of it. Like it's obviously something you could prevent. That if you didn't go surfing or you didn't get in the water, you wouldn't get bit. But I mean, uh, obviously, the surfing. A, a great wave generally will outweigh that risk, at least now that I've found surfing and, and I can, it just would be hard to stop. That's, yeah, that's like the, that's like the risk reward scenario. Cause I wouldn't go to J-Bay if the wave was like pretty good. If it was like a usual Portuguese point break, I would never go there. I would never go surfing there. Yeah. But it's, I think it's the best wave in the world. So that's the risk reward is there. You go. The Absolutely. reward is so great. If you catch a wave, it's if you catch a wave at super trips and you ride it all the way, you're you're never gonna be so happy in the water. No, no. It's like the most fantastic thrill. And the wave is not that dangerous or hard to surf. Like, I would yeah. never surf pipeline, I would, I would never get a wave there. There's too many locals, and it's a really short ride in pipeline, you get tubed. Or you get smashed on the reef, and that's that. But in JB, the wave is, it's not that difficult to ride. But once you're up on the wave, it's very predictable, and it's just one long wall. It's just a wall the whole time. Yeah. So, do you have to cut back, or to keep it, or can you, can you outrun it, or do you, you have to cut back? To stay with it's it? It's very hard to outrun it. Most, yeah. Most of the time, I just go down the, go, go down the line. Pe right. Really good people, they cut back. I got, like I was, I was there in September, and um, I felt kind of privileged because I was out there, and Steven Sawyer, the longboard champion, world champion, was out there, yeah. Michael February, uh, and Jordy Smith was out there. I was sitting out with them. Uh, they were longboarding. I, I, I don't paddle for the ways they paddle for. I've, I've, I, he wasn't longboarding. He's also shortboarding. But I was like, I'm out there surfing with Jordy Smith. In what other sport can you actually participate on the same field as your heroes? Even if you're a soccer fan, you, you will never be on the field with right. Lionel Messi. Yeah. That won't happen. It's so far removed. Whereas in surfing, you'll find yourself out surfing 
and like, yeah, Mick, uh, for example, I was in Bali, and we're like, oh, Mick Fanning is out there today. Like, really? We're surfing the same wave as him? Wow, I feel privileged. Like, and he's friendly, and like, hey, how's it going? And uh, hi, Maita. Uh, wow. That's the amazing thing about those guys. Only in surfing. They get all geared up, and so you got to hit it perfect, because they'll find, they'll jump on a plane the day before. Somehow they have some good buddy system that tells them where all the greatest swells are, and it seems like they'll just jump on a plane and be wherever whenever they need to be. Yeah, uh, Medi in Morocco was telling me there was a, there's a wave north of Anchor Point. Anchor Point is one of them. Um, that they'll just, you know, out of nowhere, like, next day, they're like, oh, it's supposed to be great, and all of a sudden, two or three professional surfers will show up, which is, I mean, what a great life, I guess. <laughs> you know, be able to surf the greatest waves, the greatest places on a moment's notice. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I... I... I've seen this phenomenon a couple of times. Like when I was in Hank Point once, the waves, the waves there are real good. Most of the time, it was a totally epic swell. And then you see like Federico Moraes, Kanoa, Igarashi, all this. They are uh, take putting on their wetsuit next to you, and they're like they're just flown in on a two three days notice. Right. They're all there frothing. Yes, that's amazing. I mean, I keep... so same thing in in. Uh, so many places to go and see and do. I mean, you and you hope. So, like Costa Rica or even Morocco or wherever you're going. So, we have to plan it like, you know, a couple months ahead of time. So, you just hope that it's going to be good. And, and if you go to these world class places, you're going to have something, right? You're always going to have something, whether it's world class waves, you know, that, that week you're there, those days you're there, it, you know, can't control that. But at least you go to places that, you know, always going to have something. That's important. And hopefully not sharks. I think in, um, in Morocco, it's really safe. Oh, Anchor Point looks amazing right now. Like, right now, I, I still have it, like, in my favorites in Surfline. Anchor Point's, like, it's pumping right now. If you look at it. I was in uh, JB once, and there was this epic swell, and people came in. Uh, I was surfing the day before. It was pretty, it was almost too big for me. And I recognized all these big wave surfers that were out there. And the day after, it was humongous. And then I was sitting on the beach the whole day. And there was this guy from Hawaii there. He was 72, Roger. And uh, he's like, ah, I'm paddling out. Are you, do you want to tag along? I'm like, I don't know. And I'm like, he's 72. That's amazing. He's paddling out. I'm like, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> and I'm paddling out. No. And on the, first, on, the first, on the first wave, I got... I, I lost my breath. I got so smashed by the wave. I lost yeah. my breath. You know, knocked the wind out of me. Kicked out of me. Yeah. That is horrible. I can breathe. Knocked the wind out of me. It was horrible being out in these humongous waves, and I can breathe. And then I caught my breath again, and I just scrambled back to land. And I did sucked you over the lip. You I like... barely made it to land. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. Totally brutal. And he was out there surfing, and then he came back two hours later. And a, fr a friend of mine and I was back at the house where we were staying, and I said, I fell out with this guy, Roger. Uh, and this other guy said, oh, yeah, he's a legendary big wave surfer. And I looked up, up online, and he was he's rated top 10, one of the big best big wave surfers ever. Really? He's still doing it. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. He was, he's he's up there at Eddie IQ and all this. And I, I, I was like, oh, he's 72, but. Uh, <laughs> There's your goalpost, 72, doing to me. big waves. So, you know, we still got 20 plus, 20 plus years, man. I don't think I'll ever do, I don't think I'll ever do big wave surfing. 
I started surfing at 26, man. Yeah, those people have been surfing their whole life. They train like eight hours a day. I, I'll never do like not so. And that's I not can't even cool. imagine. So I like normal surfing. Like no, there was one day in Portugal. It was a uh, twelve like, foot waves, and I I just I had to get pushed into them, and I, I still like didn't do very well. But I I can't even imagine. I think I'd be just mostly scared. I just like normal surf. If it's like chest high overhead surf, I um that's just perfect for me. Yeah. What's the biggest wave you've surfed? I don't need like. Tr- triple overhead or something the biggest wave i surfed i don't know i think it was when i was living in bali because i was surfing every day and i was living there for months at the time so i was in super good form yeah. and there was a really big swell and there was this reef outside changu changu is yeah which, which is now just like a distant land this was 15 years back was usually was smaller waves reef, up there it's never brother up north right like old man's and all that changu is a Old man's is a longboard wave, but there was this reef breaking on the outside of Changu. Only breaks on the really big swell, and it's really predictable. And it's a right hander, and it's a really beautiful wave. But it was pretty big. I don't know if I could could have surfed it today, but I was in really good shape. So, so that was amazing. And I, I just felt I didn't feel scared. I just felt like adrenaline kicked in, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's uh. I don't. I don't think I ever need that. I mean, if I can ride a wave, it's. It, it, I, I don't need that. I, I, maybe you eventually get there. I, I think I missed that boat starting when I was the age that I am. I, I don't think I'll ever get there, and I'm fine with that. But next uh, episode, we're going to Norway, I think. Yeah, let's do Norway. I'm sending some some my feedback. You sent some stuff, and uh, I, I I think that would be an amazing trip. Are you going to get to go this spring? You got two trips on the horizon out of the country are you going this how far how far i'll I'll be surfing in norway during this it's it's about to get good the weather's about to warm up the two hours for two hours for me is the best yeah and there's there's constant swell during the spring so nice are they you have a song to run off with today yeah yeah i'll figure out a song yeah for sure
say hello Baby, take me to 